following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. What's going on, everybody? We are back. Hope you didn't miss us too much. Took last week off. Took a couple weeks off, right? A couple weeks off. Yeah, I mean, got, got to recharge every now and then. Life yes, happens. Got, but we are back, and we are going to have some fun today. A lot going on. It's March. Yes. Almost April. Almost. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's still March. Still March. Still March. Almost April. I'm looking at the calendar. I'm trying to. I'm, I was trying to think. Is it still March? But yeah, it's still March. But just barely. But yeah, it's still March. We're three months. We're three whole months quarter into of the this year. year. Is gone, yeah, man. quarter of the year is gone. Gone. It's flying by, but dude. You know what this also means? It means it's springtime. It means hopefully within the next time we do this show, I won't have a hoodie on. You know, I you know at some point you know it'll, it's almost time for the shorts to be broken back out. Mm-hmm. At least, at least the short sleeve shirts. It all, all this is true, but it also means something else. Um, means the end of cuffing season. Cuffing season's over. Oh, absolutely. Cuffing yeah, season yeah. Cuffing season's over. Cuffing and grabbing goes on. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, fall yeah, of yeah, the year. yeah, yeah. All that's done. You know, we're done. That September to November, mm-hmm. there's a lot yeah, of cuffing and yeah, grabbing. Yeah, going yeah, on. yeah, yeah. That that's all done. You know, it, it's time. Well, I, so I've heard because I'm a happily married man. You know, that, hey, I'm just saying. I'm only going by what you're telling. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that right? Okay, okay. But the other thing I'm thinking about that's going on this time of year is it's basketball time of year. Yeah, it's hoop season. Yes, it is. I mean, basketball season starts in November. Mm-hmm. But March is really basketball yeah. season. It's that's when April. it really. Yeah, that's when you it got really. It college really gets tournaments. Up. Which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And you got things heating up to the NBA playoff races, which we're going to start with. Okay. So since we're talking about NBA playoff races, I guess we shouldn't really talk about this first subject. Okay. Because they were officially eliminated from the playoff race this week. The Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> For the first time in LeBron James's career. Is it the first time First time in his career, he's not in the playoffs. Wow. I know this is the first time since 2005. When did he come into the league? He was drafted in 2004. Okay. So, so, okay. I mean. So, did did he miss the playoffs his rookie year? I thought he made the playoffs his rookie year. Because I don't remember him having any other lottery picks to play with. No, he definitely didn't have any lottery picks to play with. Exactly. So. I'm thinking this is the first time in LeBron's career he missed the playoffs. And with that being said, it it begs a couple questions. The the first question that comes to mind, it's a topic we've dabbled with before early in the year when they first put this team together. Was LeBron James really even – focused on winning when he went to Los Angeles. Now, you know my opinion is absolutely no. You you didn't go to L.A. to win. Mm-hmm. You're making movies. You're mm-hmm. producing TV shows yeah. and all sorts of other stuff. Mm-hmm. The last thing on his mind was basketball, in my opinion, when he went to L.A. Oh, okay. 
So you hear a lot of people who expect or expected Miami LeBron, early Cleveland LeBron, even Mm -hmm. this late Cleveland LeBron. Mm -hmm. But we're looking at a guy who's 34, will be 35 in this calendar year, Mm -hmm. and has a lot of miles on him. Mm -hmm. From playing in the NBA when he was 18 or 19 to playing with Team USA, which is a commitment for multiple years now, training camps and all these other things. This guy has played, and not to mention, he's played deep into the playoffs and into the NBA Finals multiple times. Mm -hmm. Guy's got a lot of wear and tear on him. The reports were, of course, there was the groin issue. Now there's reports about a sore knee, which will cause him cause him to miss his last game. And it's fair to ask, what, what should we expect from LeBron and the Lakers, not just this year, but going forward? Where, where do you see it going? Well, honestly, and this, this is something we talked about on this show before. Because mm-hmm. I asked the question. In fact, I'm pretty sure I asked the question last time we had a show. I said, at what point do you start blaming Magic Johnson? Because I think this falls under Magic Johnson. What does he do in this offseason to capitalize on the fact that you ha- you now have, you know, we'll say the greatest player of this generation? But that's the thing. While he is the greatest player of this generation, mm-hmm. I don't know that he's even the best player in the league anymore. Okay. He, basketball prime is usually 27 to 32-ish. Mm-hmm. He's outside of that range. And no matter how great of an athlete he is, time catches up with everybody. Father time is undefeated. I, and with, I agree with you on and that. And with all the wear and tear he has on his body at that size mm-hmm. and his physical style as he often has to play and as much contact as he takes mm-hmm. – You're seeing a LeBron who, while still a great player, Mm -hmm. is starting to decline physically. And and that's not a knock on LeBron. It's just something that happens. It happened to Mike. It happened to Magic. It happened to Bird. Dwayne Wade is retiring already, and they were in the same draft class. Carmelo Anthony couldn't get a job this year. LeBron is still one of the best players Chris in the Bond league. Just got his number retired this week. Exactly. All them. That's all his draft class. LeBron's still one of the best play. One of the best players in the league. But I don't know that I can currently call him the best. LeBron, <clears throat> just by my expert uh, math calculation skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, that consists of me writing numbers down on a piece of paper right right next to him. LeBron, including the playoffs, LeBron James played in 1,446 games, roughly. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. When you think about, like, people, I feel like with LeBron, and as from what, what you were saying earlier about, you know, LeBron not wanting to win or not, not going to L.A. necessarily to win. Mm-hmm. 
I agree, but in my opinion, I felt like LeBron went to LeBron is not bothered by not winning, in my opinion. I feel like LeBron feels like his legacy in the his NBA legacy is written and nothing that happens in LA makes a difference. Makes a difference. How I th- because I I look at it like this and I look at you know the the never ending debates of is LeBron the goat, who's the goat, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people you know people a lot of people who jump into this, these conversations make light of a lot of things and don't take a lot of things into consideration. The fact, and one of those is how many games LeBron plays. Because mm. people are talking about LeBron's body breaking down at 34 years old. And well, I, well, it's, just, it's to be, just to be clear, mm. I'm talking about LeBron's body breaking down at 34 years old because of he's, how many yeah, games he's but, played. But what I'm saying is, now, there. Now here's here's the thing about talking sports with you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Because there's talking sports with Mike, and then there's talking sports. And I understand when I put these things out here for you, is you usually you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. But not everybody goes there with this. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of surface. Talk. Oh, absolutely. When you have, when, oh, when, when you when you deal with this goat conversation, because one thing that I always hear, how many times have and, and, and I'm asking you because I know you've heard it too, because you don't want you're you're the type of person who avoids these conversations with these types of people. But how many people do you do you see try to put up Jordan's numbers at 34 mm-hmm. versus LeBron's numbers at 34, disregarding the fact that Jordan retired once. Mm-hmm. You know, Jordan retired once, and even and, at, and played three years in college before that. Mm-hmm. Whereas LeBron went straight. To the LeBron, LeBron, at LeBron high went straight to the league and pretty much started playing double digit playoff games within his third season play his his third professional season. LeBron since Le, since LeBron went to Miami since his years in Miami from. The time he went to Miami till now, he has played at least 18 playoff games every year. Played in at least eight. That's eight. That's an 82 game season. However many games that's he played. That's 100 games a year. Yes. Minimum 100 yeah, games yes. a year. 18, not counting preseason mm-hmm, games. 18 games a year, and and that and is not that, counting Team USA games. And, and what I'm saying is also 18 is the lowest. Mm-hmm. That's okay. 18 is a the minimum lowest. 100 minimum, games. Um, and, I'm, and I'm telling you now that it's like 18 is the lowest, and he only hit 18 once, and that was, I think, two seasons ago. That was, the, In fact, that was the, I think, I believe, that was the year they beat, uh, no, no, it wasn't. It was the year before because they, they, they lost two in a row to Golden State, right? No, they, lo- they lost, they won, then they lost again. Nonetheless. That's since Miami, with the exception of one season. This is every year, with the exception of one season, he's played at least 20 playoff games a season. Because in that one season, he played 18. Mm -hmm. 34 years old. And this is a person who's been in the playoffs since his third season in the league. We talked about uh, the 05 season. That was his third year. 
Didn't make the playoffs as a rookie. Didn't pl- make the playoffs in the second year. Third year until now, he's been in the playoffs. Mm. So we got so I guess, but basically, it's like to to the point that you made. It's like LeBron. This wear and tear, this this LeBron that we see now, as much as people want to act like they're so shocked by this, they shouldn't be shocked by this because you're talking about a man who for the last almost 10 seasons has played 20 extra games. And it's like, look, this is not about whether he was better than Jordan, whether, you know, this is not that conversation. But the fact still remains is Jordan didn't do this. Okay, that's true. Jordan did not do this. Jordan did not. And this is at age 34. Yes. LeBron has played a lot more games than Michael Jordan did by age 34. It was also a very different league then. 18 year olds didn't come in the NBA then. It was a league with six fewer teams. And I don't think people understand what six fewer teams does to the NBA. NBA is a 30-team league with 15 players per team now. used to be 12. So you add three players and six teams. That is, what, six times 15 is 90 plus another three for the other 24 teams. That's another 72. That's a... 90 and 72, 162 more players in the league now than they were there were when Jordan came into the league. Which, in theory, if assuming the best players are in the league, that means there are 162 guys in the league now that would not have been good enough to make the league back then. Guys weren't coming out of high school. You just weren't ready. You weren't good enough. And if you weren't talented enough to get there, you were going to ride the bench for a year or two at least before you were ready to play. There's a reason Michael Michael Jordan did three years. That would be unheard of these days. So it was absolutely different. So so what I, I, when I – when we get into the GOAT conversation, this isn't where I really want to go tonight, but for the for the sake of where we are right now, I'm, I'll entertain it momentarily. For the sake of the GOAT conversation, for the sake of comparing Jordan and LeBron's careers, I much prefer to compare. It's two separate comparisons I have to make. If I'm looking at Jordan at age 24 versus LeBron at age 24 I can compare skill sets I can't compare stats stats I have to compare by years in the league so I have to look at Jordan by the year three and LeBron by year three to see what kind of pace they are on for stats otherwise that's just an unfair comparison because by age 24 well, like yeah, LeBron did that was the youngest. Did it. That's because he's got three extra seasons playing at that age. So that's not really a fair comp- way to compare stats. So, but because 
the human body is the human body, your basketball prime is still going to be the same ages as what your basketball prime is going to be. It is fair to compare skill sets at certain ages. And at age 27, LeBron was a better athlete. Michael Jordan was a more skilled player. And that's where the, the debate starts. Some people value the athleticism more. Some people value the skill set more. You know, some people look at 268, 260 and say, that's everything. You can't stop them. Some people will look at my, the refined skill level Mike played with the footwork, the decision making, mm-hmm. the shooting, mm-hmm. and say he's – the way Mike would mentally take you out of game. People were literally scared to play against Mike. He could, before the game ever started, Mike could take you out of the game. These are things you have to factor in when you're talking about the effect the guy has on the game and how he helps his team win, what makes him the greatest. Intangibles matter when you have to talk about things like who's the greatest because all these things affect winning. And... As much as we're in a statistics and analytics-driven era, the goal is winning, period. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a guy who's helping your team win, I don't even want to hear about you in the GOAT conversation Mm -hmm. if you're just out there piling up stats. And and that's not to say that I think LeBron's a guy who's piling up stats. And he's not – no, I, I just think I, I just think that at this point in his in, in his career, mm-hmm. at this point in his career, I think LeBron is secure in his legacy and where he stands. I, I that think, I agree with that. I, I think I think LeBron is very comfortable with, with where he is right now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think in his own mind, he thinks he's the greatest player ever already. Mm-hmm. So he has nothing left to prove. So he can do an extended three, four-year retirement tour basically in L.A. Okay. And be a Hollywood celebrity rather mm-hmm. than his primary career. His primary mm-hmm. career is no longer as a basketball player in no, my, in my no. opinion. I agree. I agree. No, I, I think that – and I guess, like, I think Le- not only is LeBron secure in his belief that he's the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. I think LeBron – like Kobe and maybe not as much like Michael, but we don't, I guess we don't know, but I feel like LeBron is, LeBron doesn't care if you disagree. No. LeBron doesn't like, you know, I, I don't think, I think Kobe and LeBron especially aren't bothered with goat conversations. Sometimes I feel like LeBron, like Mike might indulge that conversation every now and then and just see it in comments that he makes. But, the but thing I feel is, like well, well, hold on. Let me no, I just think I feel like like Kobe and LeBron especially do not care what you think they fall in in the whole goat conversation. Uh, they may not care what we think, mm-hmm. but I think they care about the GOAT conversation in general mm-hmm. more than Mike yeah. does. I okay. don't think Mike cared about the GOAT conversation at all. Mike just wanted to be to win. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be better than whoever was on the court mm-hmm. with him at the time. Well, you know what? I, like, think, well, well, it, I don't think sorry, like I don't think Mike was really concerned with the whole idea of greatest of all time. Mike wanted to be the greatest right now. Mm-hmm. And, and wanting to be the, the greatest right now every night that he went out there, he ended up being the greatest of all time. I think Mike 
I, I think Mike ties greatest into winning. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, okay, if the greatest of all time means who was the best winner, then you need to say me. And I think, like, I I think as far as Mike is concerned, mm-hmm. he does not care about the GOAT conversation if you're not, if the he does not care about the GOAT conversation if the GOAT conversation doesn't include winning. Because it's going, I think. Because to me, it's like if you, that now, is, if that's the conversation, then it's like okay. Now I'm stopping you mm-hmm. because now, and I'm basing this off things I've heard Mike himself say. Okay, like especially in like it was an old interview he did with um, former jo- Georgetown coach Don Thompson. Okay. not the not the son. He's yeah. been coaching recently, yeah. but the J- father, yeah. the, the John legend, John, John Thompson. Thompson, John Thompson Jr. Yeah, the le- the legend. Yes. Yep, yep. I understand. And in conversation with him, Mike basically, in his own words, said what I'm saying right now that he just wanted to go out there and win and be the best player he could be that night. And he, of course, he wanted to be better than whoever he was competing against. But the idea of goat. It wasn't a conversation that he would engage because he didn't get to play against guys of every era to really go at them and to say he's better. So he thought it would would almost be disrespectful to engage in the conversation of GOAT. But as far as – so that's why it goes like Mike wanted to be the greatest right now. Who's in the league right now? Who's in the court right now? Mike wanted to be better than everybody out there. And in doing that every night, he left a legacy of being the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. But the greatest of all co- time conversation wasn't actually something that Mike seemed concerned okay. with at all. Okay. LeBron is very much concerned with his legacy. Kobe was very much concerned with his legacy. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can hear it in the way they talk. You can mm-hmm. see it in the things they do. Mm-hmm. The, and it's not to say that what they're doing is wrong or anything like that, but yeah, it's, it's definitely different. a different yeah. approach. Yeah, it's different from Mike. Mm-hmm. It's different from Mike, but I feel like as concerned as they are, they're still comfortable and they're still confident in their in their legacy. Uh, they are absolutely confident mm-hmm. in their legacy, and I think, but the reason I think that they're both confident in their legacy mm-hmm. is because they've both co- accomplished enough in their careers mm-hmm. where, in the, at least in their own minds, they can justify calling themselves the greatest. Okay. And until the, I actually recently saw an interview with Kobe where he was kind of cornered into answering a question was that? Uh, was that? The, I heard about. The, was that the Jimmy Kimmel thing or something? Like, I think it. it I think was it was it? Um, James Corden. Okay. But well, it basically, was, he said, like, either answer the question or eat, eat, a, eat, eat, a, eat, eat, eat cow a, tongue. Yeah, yeah, I heard about so that. So rather than eat cow tongue, he answered the question. Mm-hmm. Rank himself, LeBron, and Mike mm-hmm. in order of greatness. Yeah. His answer was Kobe, Mike, LeBron. What else is he going to say? Exactly. But, <laughs> that's, but that's my point as to that type of mentality for the pl- guys – like it or not, believe it or not, to be a great basketball player, there has to be at least some level of ego. It has to yeah. be there. Okay. And, and so can't be. The, you know, I I don't know. I don't know 
any player in any sport who you could put in a goat conversation mm-hmm. who was completely selfless. I said selfless, not selfish. You know, who yeah. was completely selfless. I don't, you know, if anybody can think of that guy, you know, you you more than, you know, you're in more basketball, than basketball, you know? magic's probably the closest. And and I say that because Magic was the one guy who, if you watched him play, his primary concern always just seemed to be getting making the right play. Mm-hmm. Now I say he's the closest, not always because Magic would give you an extra little flash and mm-hmm. highlight to make mm-hmm. himself look good in the process. Mm-hmm. He wasn't above a show and showing off. But as far as the he style was, of play, he was the show in Showtime. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. No argument. Mm-hmm. But as far as the style of play and the effectiveness of the play, he wasn't concerned about who got what stat. Mm-hmm. He just wanted the, each play to work as well as possible. Okay, I believe it. So now, from Magic, the player, mm-hmm. to Magic, the GM, mm-hmm. and the team he does he has now. <laughs> who's now sitting here missing the playoff. We, we're talking about at the beginning of the season, you had a team that hadn't been in the playoffs for five years. And a player who hadn't missed the playoffs in, in 11. Mm-hmm. And you think, you knew, well, here's the thing. One of these streaks was going to end. At the beginning of the season, I'm going to be completely honest, which streak did you think was going to end? You know which one I thought was going to end. Well, say it again. I thought the Lakers were a terribly built team and probably would miss the playoffs. Well. I still think they're a terribly built team. And well, now they are a terribly built team. And they're now they are definitely are going to miss the playoffs. So, Mr. Jones. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you to take off your podcast slash radio show hat. It is a nice hat. <laughs> take that off, put it to the side, put it on your GM hat. Mm-hmm. In the limited time that we have, what would you do? Hmm. How do you fix this? And can and like, let me start by saying this because I like I I like serving up. You know. All right. I, I, I like serving up some of these things because I like to hear your reaction. People have said there have been people now, suggesting that the now Lakers, in the timeout before uh-oh, I don't uh-oh. even want you to ask uh-oh. me that question. <laughs> I don't want you to ask me that question. Okay. I already know it. And I instead of you asking me that question, okay. I'm going to ask you this question. Oh boy. And your hypothetical mm-hmm. of me being the GM mm-hmm. having to run the Lakers. Yes. Okay. Let's say your ownership. Okay. I'm GM. My question is this. Is LeBron being on the roster a mandate from ownership, or was that something I did myself? That's the only thing I need to know. And I'm not and I'm not saying I was opposed to the signing at the time. More so, I'm just asking, was do you think the Lakers signing LeBron was a mandate from Jeannie Buss, like, let's get this done? Let's get the team back to prominence. Or do you think Magic really absolutely believed it was the best basketball move and he wanted to do it? I, At the risk of this not being a good enough answer, I would say both. 
I think it was a mandate that came down from management that Magic Johnson thought was the best possible basketball move. Okay. That's all I needed to know. Okay. That being said, if I'm the GM, I have a mandate from ownership. I can't trade LeBron. Well, you know what? Well, let me let Okay. GM Mike uh put the GM hat to the side real quick so, so I could <laughs> ask a quick question. All right. Now that now that you 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 brought in this mandate. You made this mandate. You need to go out and get LeBron because this is a franchise. Because at this point, this is a franchise that's been out of the playoffs for five years, and now it's six. Mm-hmm. You thought that something needed to change, and the change was going to be Magic Johnson as GM, bringing in the biggest free agent of the year, which was LeBron James, and it resulted in another season missing the playoffs. You know that something has to change. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they stick with this mandate? Or do they say, you know what? We got to turn this around. All bets are off. So if you got to get rid of LeBron, you got to get rid of LeBron. Well, it's, it's too soon to change directions. You only signed him a year ago. The problem is the longer you wait, the less value he has. So you have to if you're looking at it if it were me I would seriously consider trading LeBron seriously consider trading LeBron and of course that depends on what type of package t- t- other teams are willing to give me in return because of course it if you're willing to trade a player, that means, like, if I'm looking to trade a player, his value is lower than if teams are looking to acquire him from me. So now I'm in a situation where I've got players like Ball and Kuzma and Ingram, hoping who hopefully has a full recovery to health. Never like to see anybody with health concerns. You know, whether or not I like you as a player aside, as people, we, you know, we just wish him the best. But assuming they're all young, healthy, back back to, you know, full strength with Ingram. And do the Lakers have their own draft pick this year? I believe they do. But that that's a lottery pick. Who knows where it ends up being. And if you trade LeBron, you could theoretically get another first round, another lottery pick, plus a player, maybe two, and have a very strong core going forward, building for the next five, ten plus years. And... If you keep LeBron, here's the thing. You can't keep the pieces you have and keep LeBron. They don't work well together. And I'm not just talking about the one-year deal veterans they signed, like Rondo and Stevenson and I can't – why can't I remember big man's McGee. name? JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. Uh, Tyson Chandler as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not – you know, not just those guys, but also the ball – Balls and Ingram, who likes to put the ball on the floor more than be a catch-and-shoot guy, although he does have a decent jump shot. These 
these pieces don't fit. LeBron, see, here's the thing. As much as, and I don't know everybody, this is not LeBron hate. This is honest basketball analysis. LeBron James has an offensive hole in his game. He does not play well without the ball offensively. He's not an off-the-ball player. He's not a catch-and-shoot guy. He's not a pure shooter off off the dribble either. He, he's a good slasher, but LeBron, is, his abilities are maximized when he has the ball in his hand. Also, with him not being a pure shooter who needs the ball in his hands, you need driving lanes open. What that turns out is to work itself into being is that if he needs driving lanes open, I I can't have post players. And if I need driving lanes open, I need players around me to create space. I need jump shooters. Even my big men have to be jump shooters. And if you pay attention to any big man who's played with LeBron, from Chris Bosh to Zadrunas Ilgowskis to Kevin Love, they all shot more jump shots than they did before they played with him once they started playing with him. LeBron will turn his bigs into jump shooters. He needs spot-up shooters on the perimeter. And then the thing is now, at his more advanced age, he actually needs somebody on the court who's a better defender than him. Whereas LeBron used to be able to guy who could literally guard all five positions if he needed to and lock down. He's 35, be 35 years old next season. You can't expect him to do that anymore. His body will not be able to handle that type of pressure on both ends of the court. So, I don't know everybody likes the idea of Anthony Davis. Unless you want to turn Anthony Davis into a jump shooter, he's not the guy I want out there with LeBron. He's not going to play in the post a whole lot offensively. He'll be he'll be Chris what Chris Bosch and Kevin Love were. Either that or LeBron's in a, no longer a primary off op, offensive option. Either way, what are we even doing? So you got to get the right pieces, pieces that work, and also you're probably looking at players who are mature, developed win now type of guys so probably players who are dead smack in the middle of their prime maybe slightly on the latter tail end of their prime kind of like how when boston put their big three together that type of team with vets who know how to but if that's the case you're good for two years maybe Maybe you have next season and one more after, at which point you're looking at a 36 going to on like th- going on 37 year old LeBron, and the other guys you brought in with them, if they're in their middle of towards end of their prime now, then they're at the end towards coming out of their prime, and you have to rebuild all over again. Is that what you really want to do? And now you have to. You thought you had issues bringing in free agents before when guys were talking about I Kobe Shadow and I want to do my. Now you're talking about Kobe Shadow, LeBron Shadow, Magic Shadow. It's, it's even harder to bring guys in. And let's be honest. How many guys do you think are really itching for the opportunity to go be LeBron's sidekick right now? Even if they're carrying, doing the the heavy lifting, carrying the load, they'll be known as LeBron's sidekick. 
How many guys do you think are really itching for that opportunity that are high-level players? So I would li- literally entertain the idea of trading LeBron. If I can get the right offer. Mm-hmm. If you, what team would you, what team do you think you find out your GM now, you're, you're, you're GM all over the world now. Mm-hmm. You're, you're all world GM. I'm everybody's GM. Everyone's GM. That should be your title. You should change your uh, change your twi- Twitter handle to that. Everybody's GM. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> what t- if if what NBA team do you think should be the one like you find out LeBron's on the trading block? Mm-hmm. Who who should be the first one to jump on their phone and give Magic Johnson a call? Whatever team Kevin Durant is going to be on next year. That would be my first call. If Kevin Durant, if I want the day I signed Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. I'm calling you and saying, what do you need to give me LeBron? Okay. You put the two of them together, they can win still. Le- Durant's a shooter who actually has become a much improved defensive player mm-hmm. and takes a lot of the load off LeBron mm-hmm. and lets LeBron, that, that extends LeBron's career by a couple years easily. Mm-hmm. And at that point, give me a shot blocker, rebounder inside who is who doesn't really care about points. I don't. He can mm-hmm. go be a occasional jump shooter if he wants to, mm-hmm. like a Brook Lopez in in Milwaukee type of guy, mm-hmm. and just get anybody you want around the perimeter as long as they can knock down a jump shot. You can give me a Patty Mills type, a Danny Green type. You know, there's a lot of guys that can fill that role, play mm-hmm. defense, shoot jump shots. I don't need anything else from you. I'm, you know, I'm listening. I hear you. That's my, that would be my first option. Hmm. Beyond that, you'd have to kind of wait and see how the off season shakes out. You don't know where a couple guys are going to be. Specifically, Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard, possibly Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. These are all big names that are on the move. So, a lot could happen this off season. So, that's a tough question to answer about. What team do I see looking for him next year? No, there's some major pieces on the move this off season. So it's going to be interesting. Going to be real interesting. It is going to be very interesting. But um, looking at the clock, let's take our first break, and then we'll be right back and get back back get back with some more. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com/slash/bigwsports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, we are back. Thanks for staying with us. It's still basketball time of the year, just like it was in the first segment. It hasn't changed that much in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. No, but it's hoops time. It's hoops time, man. How much? What, of, how much of the first round did you watch? Oh man, I was watching from Thursday at twelve fifteen. Yes, until I, I'm the, a hoops junkie. You know, I, I'm watching. I. I think that weekday afternoon college basketball is the absolute greatest. 
I love weekday afternoon ba- basketball. The things about college basketball that I love. I love when ESPN does that 24-hour marathon of college basketball. On day one. Uh, is it day one? Uh, or the beginning know. of the season. The beginning of the season. When it's just like, it, it's literally, like, it starts at like 8 o'clock on like a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to like midnight on Thursday. Yeah. So you wake up, there's basketball, and there's ball on all day long. And it's like, they always stick some, I mean, yeah, there's going to be like some stinkers in that day. You know, it's going to be I mean, be they like, got to schedule somebody yeah. for the 3 in the morning game. Yeah, but, 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 but guess who's watching? I'm watching. I got me a sandwich, got me some chips, got me some juice or something, and I'm watching. Good to go. I'm, you know, so for me, I love the first two days. Get me a cheesesteak from my favorite cheesesteak spot, Ray's on Valley Forge Road in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. I'm trying to figure out how many different shows I can mention them before they start giving me cheesesteaks for free. So consider offense, defense, and discourse probably like the fourth show I've mentioned them on. Because at some point, somebody's going to say, hey, man, this dude Brown is mentioning y'all on all these shows, and I'll get, like, some sort of discount. But raised cheesesteaks, <laughs> I will get one. Get me, you know, and, and a soda or maybe not. Well, I'm trying to cut down on my sodas now. So I'll get me, like, you know, like, like an iced tea, a, a diet iced tea. Cause, cause yeah, the, have fun with that. Yeah, the, well, the cheesesteaks is enough calories. I don't, I, you know, I, I'm trying. I, I can't, I can't wash down calories with more calories. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. I love weekday afternoon basketball. <coughs> so mm-hmm. championship week, you know, all the tournament championships when they got games all week long in the middle of the day. I'm here for that. Thursday and Friday of March Madness, I am here for that. I love it. Do you do bracket? I do. <laughs> Yes. I do a bracket. <laughs> I do not do money brackets. Why not? Because I suck at doing brackets. <laughs> I'm absolutely horrible. It is better off for me to just wait till the end of the of the tournament and just give the winner $5. <laughs> it's like, because that's all that's going to happen anyway. Whatever money I put into this thing is it's going to somebody else because it's not going to be me. This, I mean, I filled out a bracket. My bracket is terrible right now. I mean, I, I don't know how your bracket can be that bad. You go into any given tournament, you probably have a group of sometimes two, at most six or seven teams that are even capable of winning it all. Mm-hmm. Like last year, I had a group of about six or seven, even though I did predict the eventual champion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not going to brag about that or anything. Nah, that's great. Yeah, I'm going to put that you know, I mean, sure, not everybody could predict DiVincenzo would be the stud and mm. get all that, but you know, how they how they win is a different story. No, but but nonetheless, yeah, who cares if I predicted all yeah. that? We're talking about this year's tournament. Yeah. We're talking about this year's tournament. Uh, and, I, I went out on a limb and tried to predict a couple of upsets, and it didn't happen. Number one upset I tried. I here here's some here's some upsets that I thought would happen that did not happen. Number one. I had Yale beating LSU. Do, do you see my face right now? I, I'm not even looking at you right now. All right? Not looking at you. I had Yale beating LSU. You know what else I had? Uh, what kind of odds did the bookie give you on Yale? 
That's what I, I, I want to know. Did, did, did he give you a deal that you couldn't refuse? <laughs> no. I told he was you I offering you 50 to what odds or something. You, that's, th- that's you thought what you, I had. you had to take this? Ba- yes. I also had Arizona State beating Buffalo. That's not as bad. It's bad, but it's not as mm-hmm. bad. Had Seton Hall beating Wofford. Wofford. Yeah. Where's Wofford? Had you heard of Wofford before the, uh, this tournament? Mm-hmm. I've heard of them. Where are they? I don't know. Exactly. But I've heard of them. Well, I picked that. They've I got been it in previous wrong. tournaments. I, I got it wrong. My all right, my all right, let's see. Had Maryland in the Sweet Sixteen. Had, right, back had, up. Who had, did Maryland have in the first round? Maryland had Belmont. Who did Maryland have in the second round? Uh Maryland had LSU because I had Yale beating LSU. There you go. Yeah. That's why I asked you to back up. There's a root to these. Yeah, there's a yeah, root to yeah. your problems. Yep. Had uh let's see, had uh had Marquette in the Sweet Sixteen. And that one I honestly think should not have happened. Marquette, who'd they lose to? Lost to Murray State. Exactly. What have I always told you about picking games in the college tournament? Guard play Mm -hmm. rules of the day. Mm -hmm. Who had the best guard in that game? Uh, Murray State. Exactly. John Morant. Yeah. So, So my question to you, do you think that hype is real? uh, Oh, he's he's real. Because after – because – you, the story going into this tournament was Zion Williamson. I had John Morant as a top two pick before the tournament started. Okay, the kid is that good. Okay, so you this is not just hype. This is not a you know look at this upset now. Let's throw this kid in here. Let's make him. Nah, the t- all that proved is that he shows up in big games. Mm-hmm. And prior to the ankle injury, which he refused to come out of the game for mm-hmm. in the round of thirty two. Mm-hmm. And toughed it out like a real player should try to help his team win. Okay. He was controlling the flow of that game as well. Mm. The kid is the real deal. He's explosive. Okay. He's a gifted passer. Okay. He could score in multiple ways. Needs to, he's probably going to have to raise his elbow on his jump shot a little bit for the pros, but his mechanics aren't terrible. Okay. And he's the real deal. Real deal. All right. No problem. All right. So, I'll like I said, I had Maryland in the Sweet 16, had Marquette in the Sweet 16, had Villanova in the Sweet 16, and I had... You, you, hold on, again. Yes. You had Villanova in the Sweet 16. Yes, I did. I I had I had Villanova winning their first round game. Yes. They did win that game. Yes, they won that game. Their I second them, round game was against Purdue. Purdue. Yes, I had them beating Purdue. So, and then they got... Was they that got, a sentimental no, pick? Probably. Was that, was that an emote? Probably. And don't we always talk about being objective, John? Yes. And what do I always say? Ain't nobody got time for that. So I had Villanova in the Sweet 16. They lost. They got Not only did they lose, they got absolutely annihilated. So I also had uh, Kansas State in the Sweet 16. <laughs> so there you go. Kansas State, Villanova, Maryland, and Marquette let me down this year. So, so who have you picked to win it all? I have Duke winning it all. Really? Yeah. yeah we, I thought, we had this conversation. I thought I you would pick against them in your bracket just no. because you hate them. No, no, well, I didn't. I, like I, 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 we've had this conversation. Yes. But I know your Duke hate. Yes. Yes. I didn't think you'd be able to bring yourself to write their name in the championship line of a bracket. I thought you didn't. You see my tweet? 
I must have I, missed that. I one. said I I tweeted and I said I picked Duke to win it all. I think I'm gonna be sick, and I hate myself a little bit <laughs> because here it is. I everything you just said, absolutely right. I absolutely want to pick against Duke because I wanted you know I just hate them. So much, but as I'm going through my bracket, and you're sitting like, uh, all right, like who's gonna beat Duke? Is UCF gonna beat Duke? Now they came close, and that was a great game. They have, they have special size in the middle. Yeah, not everybody has a seven foot six Taco Fall. Mm-hmm. You like Taco Fall? He'll get a job in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. You can't teach seven six. No, you can't. It, would it be Virginia Tech? Exactly. Michigan State? Michigan State good enough to beat Duke? It's not impossible. Gonzaga or Michigan? I have I have them playing Michigan in the final. Again, four. not impossible. Not impossible? Okay. And right I now, mean, it my, took- my, my 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 championship game right now, I have Duke playing Tennessee. I have Duke I have Tennessee coming out of the uh out of the south. Tennessee beat Tennessee beats uh, Virginia in Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Tennessee beats Virginia in the Elite Eight, and then beats and upsets North Carolina in the final. That's four. where you lose me. Okay. I don't trust Tennessee that much. I just okay. don't. You don't trust Tennessee. So, well, so let me ask you this: This year, three of the four number one seeds come from the ACC. Mm-hmm. Could you see three those three teams from the ACC all going to the Final Four? Could you see? Duke, I could. I Duke, think Virginia, Virginia. I think Virginia is the least likely to get there. Mm-hmm. Where, but where, I where could does see you, all okay. three of them getting there. Okay. So where do you see Tennessee losing in the Sweet Sixteen against Purdue or in the Elite Eight against Virginia, or do you see Oregon upsetting Virginia? Virginia can't lose to a double-digit seed two years in a row. See, Virginia, they. They create a special dilemma because they play good basketball. They play generally smart basketball, Mm -hmm. but because of their pace of play, there's not – it's a low-scoring game. You're not giving yourself a lot of opportunities for shots, and if you end up having an off night where you're cold – early and the other team is hot early the limited number of possessions really means you have a limited number of opportunities to try to get back in one of those games that works against virginia in a in a one game single loss tournament that works against you that because you have a one cold half that could end you that could end you. Because you're and, not the and, type of team that runs up and down and puts up points in but, a hurry. But what was crazy was you, you talk about that. And they kind of had that in that first round against uh, Gardner-Webb. And it happened long enough for you to think, there's no way this number one seed could lose to a number 16 seed mm-hmm. two years in a row. Exactly. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? If UVA, as a number one seed, Loses in the first round two years in a row. They need to blow up that whole athletic pro- program, but not just basketball. They got to blow up everything. They they can't just they there cannot be sports at UVA 
if they were to lose as a number one seed in the first round two years in a row. Coach got to get fired. All them kids got to get kicked out of school. They all got to transfer. Women's team got to get blown up. Water polo team has to end. Football team has to end. Field hockey team, you got to end. Not even intramural sports. You go to you if you go to UVA and they lose two years in a row as a number one seed to a number sixteen seed, there can't be sports played at UVA. <laughs> you go to UVA for an education, then you go home. That's it. Uh, if you want to, if you want to join the cooking club, the home ec club, black uh, black student union, um, inner residence council, you want to play in uh, like the orchestra, some gospel choir, whatever. You can do that at UVA. You will not do sports at UVA if they lose as a number one seed to a sixteen seed two years in a row. That's the thought that was crossed my that 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 was the thought that was running across my mind as UVA was coming back and then beating Gardner Webb. As long as you're aware, that's all completely irrational. Oh, of course uh, it's irrational. Right. But so is losing. No, so is losing two years in a row as a number one seed to a number sixteen seed. Basketball is a game of matchups. Anybody on the right night, it can happen. And like we were, say, and like we were just talking about, mm-hmm. there's a blueprint out for that team. Mm-hmm. If you can make shots early and de- defend early, that team is beatable. Okay. So in your so that brings me back to the qu- my my question about the South. Who is beating UVA? Is it I? Is no, it Oregon? No one in their bracket. No one in their bracket. Okay. If I had, if I'm, if I'm guessing, mm-hmm. if I were a wagering man, okay, my money would be on Virginia making it to the Final Four this okay. year. Okay. So. Duke, UVA, North Carolina. Which ACC team is not getting to the Final Four? I wouldn't bet against any of them in these brackets this year. I, okay. Okay. There's going to be a lot of chalk. Okay. All right. I mean, I mean, my in my bracket, my Final Four has three number one seeds in it. Okay. And all three of them came from the ACC. Wow. Okay. And all that right. wasn't me sitting down. So who comes out the West? I don't go into any bracket with preconceived. I'm picking this team. I'm yeah, going yeah. through matchup, matchup, matchup. Who do you have coming out the West? That one, I'll give you one guess. Oh, well, no, you said you had three number one seeds. So mm-hmm. so, that, so you got Michigan. So you got the three number ones in Michigan. There you go. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I apologize for not for not putting that mad problem together. I, I, that, that's, that is on me. I, I apologize for that. Okay, so here, one, one more thing, and it's kind of late to have this conversation now. It's probably a conversation that we should have had two, two weeks ago, but we didn't get an opportunity. We had the conversation publicly on mm-hmm. Twitter. So you know where. So if you follow me at J, JLB from DVM, or you follow Mike Jonesy underscore LJR, you know this conversation that we had. I love March Madness. Only thing I don't like about March Madness is the first four. I think the first four is garbage. Hate the first four. Know why I hate the first four? Because they don't do it right. They don't. They don't do the first four right. I hate the fact that it's in Dayton because nobody cares about Dayton. And more importantly, I hate the fact that they put conference champion, conference tournament champions in the first four. They don't belong there. Know who belongs there? You put the first four teams, excuse me, the last four teams in versus the four, first four out. 
that's how it should be done. Time out. Okay. Stop you right there. Okay. Because you're saying that conference champions automatic qualifiers mm-hmm. shouldn't be in pl- what you're calling playing games. Yes. First yeah. of all, let's be clear. They're not playing games. Yes, it's a 68-team tournament. It's a playing game. But it, okay. Go ahead. It is it is a 68-team tournament. And because it is a 68-team single el- elimination tournament, there must be four early games. Mm-hmm. Now, now in the I'm sorry, not four. Is it four? Yeah, it's four. Four, first, four early first games. First four. It, that that is, that is not the first four teams. It's first four games. That's what. They're, yeah, it's first four. Now, in those early games, here's the thing. You're saying you don't want to see a team that won their conference tourney. Mm-hmm. Win that in those early games mm-hmm. because of some sort of prestige that an automatic bid is supposed to have. Mm-hmm. I disagree completely. Okay. Here's why: the prestige of an automatic bid is that you're in the tournament. You want more than that? Win more. You're saying you want the you don't you think the last four teams should be playing in those games? But if I was out of the tournament otherwise. And the only reason I got in was because of what I did on the last day. I am the last four teams in. So, by that logic as well, I'm playing in the early game. I didn't earn my right into that tournament until the last day. I was maybe 15 and 15 on the year. Mm -hmm. I'm not a tournament team. I am the last team in. The only reason I'm in is because of that automatic. I got a, I had a hot three-day stretch. And if my conference didn't have an automatic bid for the, tur- the conference tournament chat, there's some 19-10, and 20-10 and 10 team that's going to miss out on the tournament now because of me, who actually had a better year, probably played a tougher schedule, and probably played better ball all year. I This team that snuck in on the last day is the last team in. So they are exactly where they deserve to be in that first four, last four in game. If you're the, it's for the worst, essentially the worst teams, not the ones, I don't care who won a conference tournament. Seeding is, it's about, all it does is automatically qualify you for the tournament. Mm -hmm. Seeding is a different issue. Your seeding lands you where it lands you. I disagree. Let me and let me lay out everything that you said that I disagree with. One, it is a playing game. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what you how you look at it. You can. I know what they say. It is a playing game. It's not a sixty-eight field tournament. It's sixty-four. Uh, it's sixty-four. And how many so teams many, are in the tournament? It's sixty-four. How many teams are in the tournament? Sixty-four. Tor- and ja- the tournament ja- starts ja- on Thursday. Ja- 64 ja. teams. Look, I'm, ja. I'll, I'll let you speak. Now, this I'm, is, I'm asking you a question. I just, and I at, answered at, your at question. At the start of the NCAA, at, okay, at the end of the NCAA season, mm-hmm. when all the conference tournaments are over, mm-hmm. postseason play is upon us, mm-hmm. how many teams have a chance to win the NCAA tournament? 64. You see, you know you're not answering <laughs> correctly there. Look, okay, what do they tell us? They tell us 68. 
No, that's not what they're telling yeah, us. That's what they tell. They tell us six. I'm talking about how many they, teams they, actually play in the tournament. There are four regions. Where are the four? Where are the what, east, west, south, midwest? Each team, each region has sixteen teams in those regions. They start on Thursday. Not each region on, has each, seventeen teams, and they start on Tuesday. They don't start on Tuesday. They do they, start no, on Tuesday. If you want, no, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to count these teams, don't play the games in Dayton. Nobody cares about Dayton. Nobody don't play them in some. Don't play them in. Where they're supposed Tuesday. to play? Them. They're supposed to play on Thursday and Friday. You already have games. You have it's an extra round. When it was sixty-four, see, here's the th- when it was sixty-four teams. Mm-hmm. Everybody, all the people like you were complaining that it should be more teams. It's not enough teams. Mm-hmm. Let's let these extra teams in. Mm-hmm. And so they let four extra teams in. Let now four. we're no, now no, we're saying no, oh, they're, they're not really in the tournament. The, but Which one thing, is it? But here's the one. But, I answered that question. Here's the thing: you might dis you might disregard the automatic bid, but no, I do not. I disagree. I think I didn't I, no, I, yes, bid. you have the automatic because, no, bid. The automatic bid, the, the, the automatic bid gets you in the the automatic bid gets you in the tournament. If you are an at large team, mm-hmm. then here I'm telling those teams. If you're sitting there saying, "Hey, no, no, no," let me finish now. Now let me finish. I'll, I'll let you speak. I spoke, you spoke, now it's my turn. I'm telling that 19 and 10 team that's sitting there on the bubble because a team that got an automatic bid, I'm telling them the same thing you just said. Hey, you know what? You want to get off the bubble and you don't want to play in that first round game? You win more. That's what I'm telling that team. I'm saying, hey, you know what? You know what? You don't like the fact that you're sitting there on a bubble and a 15 and 16 team that got hot at the end of the season is now playing in the tournament and you're not? Then, hey, you know what? You win more. I'm telling that team that. So let me ask you a question. Yes. Go go ahead. So in your mind, automatic bids go in ahead of that large bids. Yes. That's the whole thing. You win right. that automatic well, me, uh, bid and then the right. automatic bid. No, let, so, let, so, let me, let so, me expound on my – you asked me a question. Let me expound on that mm-hmm. a, a second because I'm not finished. I'm saying I asked that, a yes or no question. No, no. I'm now I'm I asking asked, you. I I'm asked a yes or no I'm, question. But I'm giving, but but now I'm at, but this okay. Is, you can still because I'm going up. somewhere with this. Okay, so, so am I. So am I. But it's, that's why I'm trying to expound on my yes or no answer. I'm saying that yes. You know, I put if you win and if you get an automatic bid. Mm-hmm. If you get an automatic bid, yes, that 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 carries some prestige. That and I think it carries a little bit more than at large bid. You win your you win your tournament. All right, now, now see that's a point you made already. Okay. I already heard okay. that point. Okay, and so, so here's my question: Because okay. you say that a 13 win automatic bid, they got hot when their conference tournament. Okay, you're saying they're ahead of a team that went 20 wins in a real conference, but they got in at large. Pretty much, hey, they had the same opportunity. Does that come? No, 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 I got to stop you. No, because I, you're jumping in over, because you're not letting me, because I asked you a question, you answered, but let me go, let me go where I'm going. I need a point of clarification first. How many points you got to clarify on this thing? You said the at-large team is ahead of the, is behind the automatic bid. Okay, so does that team, does that team that did not win their tournament, does their does their conference not have a tournament, does their conference not get an automatic bid. Yeah, their conference gets an automatic okay, okay, bid. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Then. All go right. Ahead. Because uh, perfect example. ACC. Mm-hmm. They get an automatic bid from their conference tournament. Then you've got one, two other teams that were actually number one seeds this year that didn't win their conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Are you saying they shouldn't have been number one seeds? 
because there should have been an automatic bid ahead of them. But what I'm I'm asking because this is the this is no, the logic no. this is the argument you just presented that but, no, but let me but, let me, but no but why you're no. you're cutting me off again I'm cutting you're, I'm cutting I'm cutting, cutting you off John you gotta let me talk because you just ways. you just wanted to finish your point I'm, let me finish mine okay. because I'm present I'm presenting something to you here because you're saying the automatic bid should have a a, a place of prestige over an at large bid mm -hmm. so if that's the case. You sh there shouldn't be any at-large teams as number one seeds. Automatic bids no, should be the number one seeds. No, that's not what I'm saying. Now, because your your because your interpretation of what I said that it, you presented a misrepresentation of what I said. Where and, look, where and how? I'd like to know. Oh, because the because the the tournament champion mm -hmm. is not taking a seed away from that from that nineteen from that from that number. It's not. A school like North Carolina Central, who won the MEAC, mm -hmm. is not taking a spot away from Virginia or North Carolina. That's that's the that is the failure. That is the flaw in your logic. What's what, what do you mean? They're, they're not, not taking a spot away from no. who spot are they taking? Who, they're in the tournament. They're in the that's tournament. That's where you're wrong. No, they're but, in the no, tournament. But that is that is where you're wrong. Because you're sitting there trying to put a team like you're sitting there trying to say that a team like North Carolina Central or a team like Prairie View mm -hmm. getting an automatic bid takes a slot away from a team like Virginia or North Carolina when they don't. I, this is about, no, let, now let me finish. Now let me finish. It goes both ways. You talk about misinterpreting what you're no, saying. You completely misinterpreted what I just said. Because I didn't say anything about anyone taking a spot away from anything. Mm -hmm. What I said is they are all in the tournament. Mm -hmm. If you're in the tournament, you're in the tournament. I'm not looking at it as taking anyone's spot away. If you're in the tournament, sp tournament spot, you're in the tournament mm -hmm. spot. Your seeding, where you get placed in that tournament, should be based on your entire body of work, not a good three days at the end of the year. No, well, then that is, that is where we disagree. I think that if you're if you are if you are presenting your seeding and you are trying if you are trying to build. If you were trying to make this a, the first four mm -hmm. a legitimate enti entity, then it should not include two teams battling to be number sixteen seeds. Like I said, it should be the first the first four out against the last four in. The first four out. The first four out against the last four in. Wouldn't those be teams battling to be a sixteen seed? No. Who, who are we looking no. at? The, the first four. The first four. Out for the first four out who first four teams who did not qualify for a uh, at large bid against the last four out uh, at large bids you gave out. Mm -hmm. Those that's your that's your first four. Those so those are the lowest ranked teams that make the tournament, right? No, the lowest ranked teams that get an automatic bid. The lowest ranked or the last eight automatic bids should battle it out in the first four. So, so in, now, now in your mind. Now stay with me. Mm -hmm. I'm confused now. Mm -hmm. In your mind, that quote-unquote playing game, which you call it, which is actually t officially a okay. part of the tournament, okay. but you have a block that that won't let you accept that. Okay. But those games, in your mind, are not part of the tournament. No. And they're for teams who should still have to prove their right to be in the tournament, right? So those should be the lowest-ranked teams, right? Okay. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to stay with you. Tell me where, I, where I, if I, when I go off track or I say okay. something wrong. I'm okay. trying to make sure I'm okay. with you. May, may I, may I, may I now clarify my point? Yes, okay, please. may I? Okay. No, I don't think. Here's the problem. I don't think those count as, as a first round. I don't think. I don't count those as tournament games because you have conference champions playing in them. Now, I I think, say, no, 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 no. I have to say this. I have to say this. I'm going to let you finish, but I have to say this. Okay. That is a you problem. That's not a tournament problem. Okay. Because the tournament has 68 teams. Okay. You refuse to accept that. Okay. Fine. Call whoever's problem you want. <laughs> Fine. You want to make this a you problem. You want to say, all right, this is a problem that John Brown has with the tournament. Fine. This is a problem that John Brown has with the tournament. And obviously, since the tournament hasn't changed, they don't care that it's a John Brown problem. But nonetheless, I'm still going to state it. I think that I think the fact that they have two teams that, that the first four mm -hmm. consisting of at least four teams battling to be 16 seeds challenges the legitimacy of that round and i don't see that as part of the tournament as you're sitting here trying to have two teams battle to be 16 teams i think if you want to have if you want to say if you want to consider this if you want and i think and i don't I, one i don't believe that i'm the only one who feels this way I don't think, I mean, honestly, I think there are a lot of people who agree with me who say, hey, you know what, if you really want to, if you really want people to consider this a opening round and this is part of a 68 team tournament, then you know what, then this needs to be the last eight, uh, the last, it needs to be the last eight at large baits. The problem is now as we go into week two of the tournament, nobody cares about Prairie View A&M anymore. Nobody cares about North Carolina uh, Central anymore. Because the tournament is starting, and you're asking people to think about two teams that have now lost over a week a week and a half ago. You can sit there and talk about the fact that you know it's like traditionally the the tournament starts on Thursday. Ever since they start, you know, but now over these last couple of years, you know, Tuesday is the opening round. Uh, I don't know. Preview any what's there not no, to know? Hmm? What's there not to know? Look, what is there not to know? I'm sorry, I disagree with you. I there, what, what is there not to know? I'm answering the question. What did you ask me? What you asked me? What is there not? Yeah, how can we argue about facts? It is a factual statement that these games are a part of the tournament. We're not arguing facts. I just presented that this is my opinion. No, this does not count. You can sit here and but say we're talking about facts. No, we're not. It's not, it's not a fact that these games are part of the tournament. No, well, that's saying, not a fact. That's not what we're. Is that is that or is that not a fact? Fair, but you want yes or no? Is it a fact that these games are part of the tournament? We are talking about my opinion. We're not asking. So your opinion trumps fact. In my mind, yes. Then you're insane. No, I'm not insane. I'm no, I'm not insane. That's the point of having an opinion. I'm not insane. Not at all. If your opinion trumps fact, you might as well you no. might as well live in Trump world. No, that's where you live. If no, your opinion that's not trumps fact, no, no, I will, I live in look. That's sports. That's the nature of sports, man. That's what sports is all about. Facts. We have our opinion, but look, facts can, have to be facts. Look, they can call it that all they want. Fine, okay. It's 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 an opening round. I. When I sit there and I see how it's, when I sit, when I look at that, when I look at the opening round, the first four, I don't think of it as a, I don't, yes, I know what they call it. Yes, I, I understand that. This is not me trying to, this, look, it is what it is. That's why the NCAA is the NCAA and I argue and talk about it on for free in my basement. 
It's not about what Trump's fact. This is not insane. This is just this is sports. <laughs> sports is based on opinion. I have an opinion. You do have an opinion. I have an opinion. So don't, but it's not insane. That that's ludicrous. If, if you th- if you think your opinion trumps facts. That is insanity. No, it is not. And this is why you're wrong. That's that's a ludicrous statement. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That is absolutely ludicrous. What color why are you telling why are you telling people what they should think? I'm not telling anyone. That's, it, that's exactly not, what you're doing. I'm not you're telling gonna, anyone what they I think. Don't, I don't, but you can't I don't, have but a, you can't sit there and you can't sit there and say, Hey man, hey, I understand that you don't like it, but this is the way you know Yes. Change. If the if the facts are the facts, you could want the you could want the sky to be purple. I don't care if your opinion says the sky is purple. The sky is still ain't we're purple. We're not talking about the sky. Just this as, is not the sky. It's we're just as talk, much of a we're fact. We're not John, talking about the John, sky. Mike, I'm just telling John, you. But Mike. stop. Calm down. It is just. It is literally <laughs> no, it's just not. as much of a fact not the same that there thing. are 68 teams that if they win, they will advance to okay. the title game. Fine. It's a 68-team tournament. Okay. That is a fact. Okay. It's not a debatable opinion that there are 68 teams. I'm not trying to debate that with you. You just said they were. You just said. I said I don't. Like, I said I don't like it, and I said why. I said this is what I think. Of. I don't consider this. this. You're gonna have to listen to this show again. You, have, you, literally, to, you literally said they're not tournament games. If again. I listen to it, then you have to listen to it. I, I, so always, I, I always do. No, I, I listen to it too. You literally said they are get tournament games. I don't consider these tournament games. I don't like them. I don't consider them tournament games. I know, but I said, but I also. This you is, have not acknowledged the fact that they are actually tournament games. Then, then if you, then, then and if that's if what that, if that's what you're saying, then then don't tell me that you listen to this show. Don't, don't tell me that you listen to this. Have, show. have in this discussion, yeah. have you you've acknowledged yes. that these yes. are actually multiple tournament times. games? You can listen to it. You can listen to it multiple <laughs> times. You can listen to it all you want. I've I've acknowledged it. <laughs> I've said it. Uh, hey, you know what? This is what they. This, I don't like it. I don't consider it. I don't. I said. I don't like them. I said I don't consider them first round games, but I uh, but I've also have I not also said that hey, there's a reason why the NCAA, NCAA is the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Have I not said that? That's not a concession. No, it's not. Okay. You're, you're going around no. the concession. No, no you're not saying, at all. You're not saying at all. everything but through. the actual truth that they are the. And I don't. I don't want to say it like I, I don't want to say it like you're saying not anything but the truth. I don't want to say it like no, you're no, lying. No, no, that's no, not what no, I'm saying. No, but, but, but what I'm saying then, then we have then we then uh, then honestly then we have two. Then we're looking at this as two different ways. And because I'm, I'm I'm sitting here telling you that you know I don't like the first four. This mm-hmm. is why I don't like the first four. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't con- I don't consider them first round games. However. I understand that in the law of the land, that's what they're called. That's what they're considered. I'm saying I disagree with that, but I understand that I can't change it. I understand that they're not going to change it. I'm saying I don't like this. I This is why I don't like this. And under, look, okay, I can sit here and say, hey, you know what? This is not the first round. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the same as saying, hey, you know, do you, cons- do you consider preseason football real football? It's not the same thing at all. Is it not professional football? Yes or no? Yes, it is. But it's not this. We're, we're not no, talking. No, 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 no. But that's the, but that's just it. We're talking about we're talking about the that's depth. A terrible no, talking, analogy. That's oh no, that is that's a, a terrible spot, analogy. That is a spot on analogy. That is uh, you, spot you, on. Do you know why that's a terrible analogy? But it's not. You, I'm gonna tell you why. Is it, John, it, it's prof- John, it's, it's, John, no, John. Me, you're, you, you, see, you keep cutting me off. You ask me questions, John. Sit, you're, you're doing. Let me let me finish here. 
It's a terrible analogy because preseason football, nothing carries over by the time you get to the regular season. Mm -hmm. These first round games carry over. The winner goes to the next round and continues to play. It's the same tournament. That's why preseason football to regular season football is not a good analogy because it's an actual separate entity where nothing carries over. You get to the next stage and you reset. That's why I say that's a bad analogy. Okay. It's not a good comparison. Have I let you speak? Yes, I'm done now. Okay. This is why it's a spot-on analogy. The question was, is it professional football? That was the question. Technically, they don't get games. No, no, they're not, no, no. Yes or no? Is it professional? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. Answer tried, the question. When I tried I, to get I know a, what you did. When I, did you give me a yes okay. or no when I tried to get a yes or no answer yes. out of you? Yes. Or did you say, let me elaborate and then make me? No, I said that. No, I gave you a yes or no answer, then asked you to, and then asked you to expound. I, I said, can I expound? That's what I did. If you if you listen John, to this show, John, if, John, if, if you listen John, to this show, that's what I did. John. I gave you a I, yes. John, I had to press you for a yes no, or no. you didn't. I because didn't. you went to the expounding no, part. No, I didn't. I, no, I, I didn't. remind you. I said, John, I asked you a yes or no question and because you I went answer, to expounding before no, you gave me a yes I, or no. I gave you a yes That's or no question. That's not the conversation the we had. Listen to it back. I gave you. I answered the question and asked to expound. Listen to it back. You're more than welcome to. Mm -hmm. You're more than welcome to. Then why did I tell you it's a yes or no question? Hmm. Because I didn't get the yes or no. No, you go, you didn't hear it, but I said it. Yes and so, so in in the end, you, so in the end, yes and no is 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 preseason football professional football? Oh man, this is fun. It is fun. It is fun. It is, it's lots of fun, dude. I got plenty, man. That be, I'm glad you have plenty. I, I, that being said, mm -hmm. that's not how this is going to work. If I'm, I'm gonna answer the question, mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you a proper answer to okay. the question. Mm -hmm. The question was, matter of fact, give me the question again. Let's is preseason football professional football? They don't. They do not get paid for those games. So it's not professional football. They're professional players playing. Those, those are not professional football games. They're professional so the football players. No. Okay. I mean, if that's your, if that's your it's practice. Okay. It's fine. practice. Okay. So your answer is no. Okay. It's that's practice. Fine. Okay. Fine. It's professional your answer, football. Your answer. Your, the question it is was the, the, the professional question. players playing a game. It's a practice. Okay. Okay. It's it's, okay. The, it's the same way as a college player's scrimmage. It's a it's a practice. Okay. Okay. That that was that was my that was my man. You answered my question. You I asked you was it professional football? You said it's no. It's practice. Okay. And that's what that's okay. all I was fine. trying to do when you fine. fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. That that is fine. And all that, right. And that's why I say from the uh, from I the disagree. Beginning. Okay. Okay. I I dis so, I disagree. So you think preseason football is the same as regular season football? That wasn't the question. So where are we disagreeing? I I asked was I asked was it pro football? That, I didn't I, I didn't ask did it carry the same? I didn't ask did it carry the same? I understand the differences. John, answer what? John, I'm not going to let you twist my words right now. I didn't twist what, your words. What did I say? I said they are professional athletes mm -hmm. playing in a game, but it's a scrimmage. Okay. They don't get game checks for them. Okay. Define that however you want. You did not hear me say no. It's not professional football. Okay. That's not what I said. Okay. I said they are professional football players playing in a scrimmage. That mm -hmm. it's not a real game. Okay, that's what I said. All right. The same way, if you get college players playing in a scrimmage, it's still college basketball, mm -hmm. but it's not a real college basketball game. You can't just 
You try to put me in a box that doesn't Nobody exist. Try to put you in a box. Nobody, you try, you try to make try it a yes or no, no question box. that doesn't exist. No, okay. It's a bet. I asked you. I asked you a question. You gave an answer. Mm-hmm. You're saying it's not a no. You're saying it's not a yes. Okay. 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 Which is why, from the start, I asked you to let me give you a real answer rather than a yes or no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, that, that's fine. That that is fine. That is fine. Nobody try to put you in no box. Nobody try mm. to do anything. It's, it's a back and forth. It's a dialogue. That's all. It's all. We're having a good time. We are having a good time, <laughs> man. We are having a good time. Bottom line is, b- bottom line is, we all have our opinions. What they call it, fine. You know, if you want to say this is what this is what it is, this is what they call it. This is fine. That's fact. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hate that. That's no, you're no, allowed no, to hate it. Yeah. I hate that, and since I got a microphone and got a studio, I can voice my opinion. Mm-hmm. My opinion is I don't like it. I don't like the way it's done. I don't like the way it's handled. I don't like. I think that I think that the first four would be better served if you if you put the first four teams out against the last four teams in as far as at large bids. I think that if you don't like the fact that you're on a bubble, win your tournament. Okay, so you're going to tell a team in the ACC. If they don't like being in the bu- on the bubble, win their tournament, and because they didn't win their conference tournament, somebody from the MEAC is ahead of them. Yep. They won more games. Yep. What ACC? Because we're giving hypotheticals around. Mm-hmm. Say I'm hypothetically on the bubble in the ACC, mm-hmm. but I may have won 18 or 19 games playing an ACC schedule. Yep. That's the, one of the toughest schedules in the country. Clearly, I'm one of the top 64 teams in the country, but I'm on the bubble because some MEAC team won their – and see, here's the thing that you're you're ignoring about the MEAC. Mm -hmm. There could be a 25-win team in the MEAC that's going to get in a conference tournament, Mm -hmm. and this 13-win team got hot at the end, and they got an automatic bid. So now they're in two. Mm -hmm. So that puts a 19-win ACC team on the Mm quote-unquote bubble. You're saying – that because that 13-win team got hot for a couple days at the end, they should be given preferential or given deference over that ACC team one cause simply because they're at large. I say that ACC team is a better team and deserve the higher seed. They earned it over the course of the season. Your seeding is based on the entire season. Mm-hmm. The only thing an automatic bid does is guarantee entry. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee of prestige associated to it. There's no expectation of prestige associated to it. Only thing that guarantees is entry. And I think that's where we differ the most. Is I don't expect anything from that automatic bid but entry. The right to continue playing. And you get that. You want to keep playing after that? Keep winning. That's as simple as I can put it. Okay. That is fine. I disagree. And let me explain to you why I disagree. Please do. For for one, you know what? I hear the I hear the case that you made for that bubble ACC team, mm-hmm. and I understand that the I understand that also that for the smaller schools, not even the mid majors, the below mid majors, the smaller the smaller conferences where they know going in that you know what if you're going to get into the tournament the only way you're going to get in is through your conference tournament mm-hmm. so if you're a 25 win MEAC team who loses in their tournament you're not getting in and you know what I call that I call that life go enjoy the NIT mm-hmm. 
it's been my school. I understand. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but you know what that is? That's life. You're an ACC team. You went through an ACC tournament. You middle-of-the-road team. Guess what? You're on the bubble. You want to keep playing? Then you know what? You keep playing, and you play on Tuesday and Wednesday, and you earn your spot on Thursday and Friday. No, I do not think that, you know what, hey, uh, I, I disagree with you. I understand your point. I understand the case that you made. I disagree, and you are not changing my mind, that I believe that the automatic bid should have you playing on Thursday and Friday, not Tuesday and Wednesday. I think that the first four will be it. You said yourself you had no in- You said to me on Twitter, yourself, you have no interest in watching two teams battle for a 16 seed. I think that the two I thought the Belmont Temple game was a hell of a lot better than the uh what was it Prairie View North Dakota State game. Mhm. I think that if I think that yes, you know what by definition, by fact. And in fact, I'm sorry, I put up the air I put up the air quotes. It's not air quote fact. It is a real fact. I'm putting my hands down. It is a fact that the first four are considered opening round games. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I don't like it. I disagree. I say why I don't consider them first four game, uh, opening round games. But by by law of the land, that is it, it is what they, that is what they are. Can I ask a question? Let me let me finish, and then you can answer your question. Okay. Answer your, let me because I haven't finished stating my opinion. Okay, so I just have a question I, about I, logistics. I feel I feel like look, I don't I feel like if you want to legitimize if you want to get everyone on the same page because i'm not the only person who hasn't has an issue with this however i feel like if you want to legitimize this if you want to make this better if you want to make this if you want to make this into a round that that more people will consider an opening round game then it should be the last it should be the last eight at large bids so you know what you know you can call it unfair that a middle of the road ACC team is playing on Tuesday and Wednesday over a MEAC team or a SWAC team or uh, whatever uh, whatever conference North Dakota State is in or whoever beat Prairie View you know whoever beat Prairie View or North Car- uh, North Carolina Central you know what hey guess what that is that's life. Next time, win more. Eight, you're in a tougher conference. Hey, you know what? If you want to avoid playing on Tuesday and Wednesday, win more games. You know what you got to do? Win your conference tournament. Okay. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. With now, if I have 68 teams and a single elimination, mm-hmm. there has to be an opening round of four games, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which means I've got the bottom. Out of 68 teams, 60 teams essentially get a buy for the first rail. That's essentially what happens. Mm-hmm. 60 teams get a first rail buy. Yes. Okay. The teams that don't get buys are always the teams who are ranked the lowest. That's how buys work. You, mm-hmm. The highest ranked teams get mm-hmm. buys, lowest ranked teams don't. When I'm seeding teams, am I supposed to consider an automatic bid when I'm doing seeding? Or am I simply basing the seeding on who is good and who's not. Right. Like when I'm, I'm not sure I understand the question. When I'm if I'm if I'm the selection committee for the tournament okay. and I'm doing the seeding for the tournament, do I consider an automatic bid as a plus when I do your seeding? 
Because if that's a criteria, okay. Because have you asked your question? I'm, try, I'm trying to clarify the okay. question okay. I had because I want to okay. make sure you understand. Okay. Like, say, if I'm making a d- d- determination bet- on where to seed someone, is whether or not they were automatic bid a factor in that, or is it the body of work and the record, how good the team is, the eye test, all that mm-hmm. stuff? You know what? <laughs> We need another break. We're going to come back to this. Okay. This one, we weren't supposed to go this long, but we're having fun. We'll keep going. More after this, ODD, Offense, Defense, and Discourse, Mike Jones, John Brown. You feel this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SamCloud.com slash B-I-G-W-Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. Now the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Mike Jones here. We are back from a break with another having fun type of episode. Man, we ain't having no fun, man. We <laughs> oh, I'm having a good time, I'm having man. a terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never came on this show, man. I remember the day we said, hey, man, when, when you proposed this show to me, I, I, I knew it then. Like, this would be a mistake. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, this, was, this, this was just a wrong decision <laughs> by me. Just a, a, another bad life decision. Oh man! All right, real quick, real quick, as as we are wrapping up this uh, wrapping up this discussion, the way the first four is drawn out, you have two first four games for the East bracket, two two in the West, mm-hmm. two teams playing for the 16 seed in the East, two teams, and then two teams playing for the 11 seed in the in the East. Mm-hmm. Then you go over to the West; it's the same thing. All I'm saying is, if you want to make this into something more watchable that people that people more people closer to universally accepted as not a play-in game and as a tournament game, then why not have teams playing for the eleven the eleven seed in each bracket? You know, all right, I'll, two things. Like, okay. I, I, and I don't want to make it seem like I don't see any validity to your argument. I mm-hmm. do understand what you're mm-hmm. saying. Because like the idea of having a first round game as eleven seeds mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense to me. Why if why are you playing in the first round if you're playing for an eleven seed? That part of it doesn't make sense to me. Okay. But your your idea of giving preference to automatic seeds mm-hmm. that kind of doesn't sit right with me either. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm at the other end of the bracket, if I'm at the top, mm-hmm. now I'm looking at it and arguing there are three number one seeds out the ACC, and they very well may have been the best three teams in the country. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it like well, only one of them's an automatic bid. Mm-hmm. The other two are at large. There should be some big five power conference tent that should automatically be a one seed based on the same logic. I th- so, okay, I'm sorry. So, sorry. I didn't so rather than avoid all, rather than deal with any of that, what I would do is once I have my pool of 68 teams, I'm ranking them objectively 1 to 68 mm-hmm. regardless of how you got into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Whether you're an at-large or automatic bid, I got my 68 teams in, I'm ranking you 1 to 68. Mm-hmm. Whoever those bottom eight teams are, 
they play the first four games for 16 seeds. That's the way I'd do it. Say say it one more time. You're saying the bottom eight, no matter whether it's automatic bid or or okay. at large, at how I don't care how you got in. So you would have four. So you if, would have if four I rank, games playing for the 16 seed. Yes. Okay. I mean, because, right, well, here's, because realistically, the way I, remember what we were saying earlier, if it, if it's truly a first round game, like to your point, if it's truly a first round, that means 60 teams got buys. Yeah. Okay. The teams that get buys should be the best 60 teams. Mm-hmm. If that if that's really what we're mm-hmm. doing, which I, I, means I, I, that I'm, I'm that sorry. quote unquote playing game, as you call it, mm-hmm. only makes sense if the winner goes into the 16 seed slot. That's the that, only way it makes sense to me. That would make, in my opinion, that would make what you said correct about yes, this would be by law of the land. This mm-hmm. is a official round, and this is the tournament. But it would be. It would also make two. those games are completely irrelevant because you're competing to get into a 16 yes, league. Yes, it it make two. It's it's then it it's like saying, hey, you know what? Let's make the the bowl water bowl mean <laughs> something. And, and you know what? Uh, mean something other than you're the bowl water bowl. And, uh, and I and again, I agree with you, which kind of illustrates the point that. No matter how much we argue about this, mm-hmm. there's really no way to fix it. Yeah. Somebody's going to be I, I, unhappy no matter what you do. I, I honestly, I think. Well, this is what I'm saying. You got the East and the West. Mm-hmm. All right, you got two teams playing for. You got two teams playing for eleven seeds in the East and the West. All right, look, I'm I'm sorry. You know what? But here's my. No, but, but hold, hold on. Let, let, let me finish because I, I haven't made my point yet. Mm-hmm. All right, you know what? I'm sorry, but it's like Arizona State and St. John's don't understand why they're playing for this 11 seed. They're not Gonzaga. I mean, get, don't get me wrong. I get they're not Gonzaga, mm-hmm. but if it's 11 seed spot they're playing for, shouldn't they be ahead of the teams at 15 and ahead of the teams at 15 and 16? If they're playing for a, if they're playing for an eleven if they're you, playing for an eleven seed they are ahead of them yes they're playing but you when you when you're playing on Thursday and Friday it's like look then why are you playing in the first round because you're an eleven seed because you're because you're an Atlanta but, but that's what I'm that's what I'm, that's where it doesn't make sense I, I think well, okay I, I disagree. how are we pl- if we're in the first round mm-hmm. see this is where it gets confusing it's like if you're not solidly in the tournament. How do you get in and get an 11 seed? If you were that questionable to be in the tournament, because you're, you're a 16 seed. Because you're, because you're an at-large team. But at, if, if, if but in the end, it's not like it's not like you're in a, it's not like you're Arizona or St. John's fighting to play the number one seed. You're in there playing the team that you feasibly could win. But, there have been teams that have played in the first four in the first four that have come in on Thursday and Friday and won. Our good friend Javon Alford, who I'm sure is somewhere listening to this show, jumping up and down screaming, Hey, my LaSalle Explorers played <laughs> in the first four and they got to the tour. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say they got to the tournament because they were in, in the, the tournament. Mm-hmm. Who who uh let's see what do you say? Who played on they in the tournament? On the they tournament. Adva- advanced. That's that's the word I was looking for. Advanced in the tournament and then won a game. VCU. That's how VCU got the you know got on the map. So I'm saying it's not, to me. I feel like one it's be- one is better games because you said themselves. Yes, they. You know this is not this is not arguing whether the law of the land makes it a 
tournament game. I'm mm-hmm. saying it's not a tournament game because it just doesn't feel like Thursday and Friday games. But that's my opinion. I understand what the facts are. But what I'm saying is you want to make those Tuesday and Wednesday games a little more exciting, more watchable, where more people will say, hey, this feels like a tournament game. Then don't put two teams fighting for a 16 seed. And I, and I would say it shouldn't feel like a Thursday or Friday game any more than a wild card NFL playoff game should feel like the Super Bowl. Each round should feel a little bit better. And if you're in that first round, it should be because you're one of those teams who is kind of shaky in the tournament. But but what I'm saying, it does does feel better because you're sitting there, you're watching a team fight for a chance. If you're on the bubble, I I think there's a difference between those bubble – I think I agree with your point when you're saying yes. There is a difference between that bubble team and that automatic bid winning team. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like these games would be much more watchable when you know that the team that advances has a team to advance has a chance to advance further. Because if you're sitting there, you're look, okay. Uh, but because I, I think now I get uh, that. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem with that. And just real quick, because I know we got to move on soon. Man, but, we got to move but, on to our show. But if we're ta- talking about, are we talking about making games more watchable, or are we talking about actual legitimate seeding? Because if, in the early rounds of any true fair tournament, you're going to get unwatchable games mm-hmm. because low seeds are bad. Mm-hmm. Bad teams are supposed to be low seeds, mm-hmm. which results, but, results in some so games why? are going to be blowouts and unwatchable and kind of irrelevant. But, but, why, but the, the, that's, that's just how it works in the first round of a tournament. I understand that, but it's like why if you know they're unwatchable, if you know if you know there are already unwatchable games in the round of sixty four, because technically the rounds of sixty four isn't the first round. The first four is the first round. Mm-hmm. But it's like. If you know there are unwatchable games, and you know that each level it kind it, it raises the level, it's supposed to ratchet up yeah. a little every so, round. So, but the problem is the first four ratchets it down. So it's like if you got an unwatchable game, why are you putting out elite and even more unwatchable game? But th- but that's the thing. The first four is supposed to come first. It's supposed to start there. Well, yes, and it could be bad and unwatchable. And then every round ratched up a little bit. But you're but you're saying so okay. Like let me put these ra- let so me put these two unwatchable right. teams to put the the let me let me see which one of these teams which one of these two unwatchable teams gets the right to go get blown out by Duke. I I don't like that. Okay, I, I hear what but, you're saying. I that, don't like that. But that's what a first round tournament game is. Mm. It's like if you're the six seed in the NFL's, you don't start out playing the Patriots. They get a bye. Mm-hmm. You play for the right to go lose in Foxborough. Okay. But you we're know? not talking about. But we'll, it's but just it, a larger pool. It's a sixty-four mm-hmm. team tournament rather than an eight-team tournament. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. But you're you're just expanding the pool. But logistically, it's still supposed to work the same way. Otherwise, you're getting an imbalance. Somebody is getting a path easier than what they earned. Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking for more entertaining TV. Which isn't so, fair to the teams who actually so did better during the, the year. So there's so in the playoffs, there's what your three con your your three conference champions mm-hmm. in the NFL playoffs. Your three conference champions, yep, and two wild cards. Your two four division champs and two. Is it, oh. Yeah, it hasn't been three in a while. Yeah. It's four division champs and two wild cards. Showing my age right now. <laughs> <laughs> Show, completely showing my age right now. All right, my, my, my fault. Don't for those listening, just just don't grow old. All right, um, four division champions, mm-hmm. 
two wild card teams. Mm-hmm. Top two teams get a bye. Then the two remaining conference champions play the two remaining wild card teams. It's not like you're saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to push the playoffs another week and then having, you know, two teams play, you know. I mean, but that's kind of what the wild card round is, is pushing it another week. No, but what I'm, what I'm saying is you don't have two teams fighting to be the last wild, you know, another, another. let's add another playoff game. We'll call it the wild, wild card. But, I mean, that's, it's essentially the same thing that was just a bigger scale because the NCAA tournament, there weren't always wild card teams in football. Mm-hmm. And then there were always wild card teams in baseball. Mm-hmm. But then you expand the playoffs and you, something gets a little off bounce. Somebody's got to play that first round game. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to get a bye. You know? Mm-hmm. Like baseball, the wild card play in game. Those are the two teams who are at the lowest rankings. Mm-hmm. They're fighting to get in, and then they go play somebody who's theoretically a lot better than them. Mm-hmm. Theoretically. And that's that's how tournaments work. Bad teams, you know, if, if other teams have buys, mm-hmm. you end up with the worst teams playing each other in that early round, and the best team gets the right to skip that round by the buy. So that's why I say if you're really going to do it, put everybody in that pool once you have all your bids and rank them 1 to 68. And if you're gonna, if you either eliminate that oh, those first four games, go back to sixty four teams. Mm-hmm. But which I, which I honestly would not mind, and I wouldn't mind it either. I would, I would not mind that. But if we're gonna be at sixty eight, those first four games in my mind should be whoever the lowest ranked eighteen. And you have these teams ranked mm-hmm. all year. Okay, yeah. There are rank. It's not like you be up there in the last second. Try to do something mm-hmm. arbitrary. You have rankings all year long mm-hmm. that go beyond mm-hmm. twenty five. They print the top twenty five. Mm-hmm. But they know where these teams are ranked all year. Mm -hmm. Rank them. If you're number one on those rankings, you get a one seed. If you're number 68 on those rankings, you're playing on Tuesday. It seems that simple to me. I understand. And and I, too, think it's simple. Once again, first four out, last four in. Yes, rank them. Rank them. But you know what? You're ranking your your automatic bids. I mean, not your automatic bids. Your at-large bids. That's what I that to me it's like, and then the argument on the opposite side of that now is like I said earlier do you just put your autom- if you're ranking your your at large is last do you just put the at automatics first is that a universal I don't, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the, you see what I mean process, though right I don't know what the, the what the selection process is but in the, in in the end if you, I mean you are not if you you are not putting a if you're a last four team out, because it's like what where if you're say you're on the bubble, mm-hmm. like Temple was on the bubble, so you have where where would Temple have been? Where would Temple be if they had won the Atlantic Ten? Oh, excuse me, not sorry. Once again, <laughs> showing my age. Where would Temple have been had they won the uh, American Conference? Would they have still been an eleven seed? Won the regular season? Or no, won if, they the won, if, if they won the conference tournament. If if Temple had won their conference tournament, would they still have been an 11 seed? Probably a nine or a ten, because their record because their record is one okay. or two wins. Then better. whoever then whoever got pushed down. But I don't see that as being a, a, a factor of the automatic bid. I see it as of being a fact result of having a better record. 
you win more games, you go up. Okay. If you win more, however, however it pushes you up, you know, it's like, I think honestly, if you're, if you're a, a tournament, excuse me, if you're a tournament winner, good Lord, we might as well just, <laughs> just be the conversation. But uh, if you're a, if you're a tournament winner, and I'm saying this without having any knowledge of how, I don't know how they, the selections committee works Mm -hmm. i know that at six o'clock there's a special on cbs and i'm watching Mm -hmm. how they get there is beyond me to me that's just like to me that's the question of how your food is made i don't need to know how the food is made i just know i like to eat it so whatever you got to do in the end first four out versus the last four in as far as automatic bids I think that if you don't like you don't like being on the bubble, win your tournament or win more games. That's how that's how I would fix the first round of these games in Dayton. And I just think it should be sixteen seeds versus seventeen seeds, basically. Okay, I mean, look, I mean, in the end, fine. I mean, because in the end, just like you said, you 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 didn't watch, you didn't watch. Did you? How much of the first four did you actually watch? Pieces here and there. Mm-hmm. Is like I watch. Well, here's I, it, I I watched pieces. I watched pieces too. I watch, of course I watched Temple Belmont. Mm-hmm. And that was, the one I, that was the one I watched the most of. Mm-hmm. I watched Temple Belmont. I wanted. To, I I ended up missing St. John's Arizona State just because I wanted to see Chris Mullen versus uh um versus Hurley because mm-hmm. I I like that matchup. You know, I watched uh, North Carolina Central because I, I'm I'm a graduate of a MEAC school. So I wanted to see, I wanted, uh, and I honestly thought that even as a 16 seed, I thought maybe North Carolina Central would have gotten more love from the selection committee. <laughs> I said that to somebody else because, like, here's a team who who's been to the tournament mm-hmm. multiple years that has you know had a good record, you know, as far as MEAC teams go. Mm-hmm. Now I understand I don't know RPI and you know all the other factors, but I'm like, okay, here's a team who's who has a good pedigree and has gone consistent. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and I say that because it's like, all right, I went, I went to Morgan state. Now it's been a couple of years since Morgan state has gone to a tournament, but the two years that they went in, they went in as 15 seats, mm-hmm. not six, not 16 seats. Now they went to the, you know, uh, in fact, I remember the both first year they went, they played Blake Griffin and Oklahoma. Next year they played West Virginia. Both times they got blown out. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever. It's, it's, it's whatever. I was just happy that they were there, but because I remember having the conversation with people like, "Hey, is Morgan State going to go to the playing game? The first four. Now, whatever. Now, at that point, they may have actually been considered playing games. That that is a te- that is an official change that was made, which is part of the reason why I argue mm-hmm. that point. But what that so, was an official so change the, that did was the made. Format change. I think something to do with. Who or how they place the teams? You know what? Uh, you know what? I think. I think honestly, you know what? You're, I would say you you are right because I think that because they when were they first originally did, officially it, it, playing. They games. called it first four because at that point it was it was only two games, and I think both teams were playing to be sixteen something seasons. like that. Yeah. So when they then decided to say, hey, instead of calling it the first four, as in the first four teams. And first, first four, four games. games, and teams started playing for eleven seeds or high, you know, eleven or higher seeds. That's when that's when the form, format changed. So yeah, okay, all right, 
you know, mm-hmm. you know, e- e- either or. But what I'm saying is, it's like I, th- you know, I thought I-, I suspected North Carolina Central would have gotten a little more love. I thought it was disappointing, but it was like at this point, you know, it's like I, like I said earlier. They they call that life. That's his life. You know, it's not. And, and, you know, I, I don't you, expect no, more no. love for those teams. Hmm? Truth be told, no, if your players I, were better, they wouldn't be in the mix. I, I said, I, you know, I I said that as well. You know, I, I know that sounds I, harsh. No, it, it it does, but it is. But but just like I said before, like you know, what they call it, they call that life. Mm-hmm. So and when and also what I said in this argument is like, look, I say that knowing that at this point in the tournament. At this point in the tournament, nobody cares about North Carolina Central. Mm-mm. Nobody cares about Prairie View. No, no you know, it's like unfortunately that's just it. So it's like for me, I'm glad we had this conversation, but you know, it was a con- it was much it was a conversation to have been had two weeks ago <laughs> when you know when when it's fresh on everybody's mind because once this tournament starts, nobody cares. Nobody cares about the 14s that played in Dayton, 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 Dayton. I care. I mean, I'm saying. So here's my final quote on the subject. Then then I'll let you have the last thoughts before we move on and get out of here for the day. Okay. But my final question on the subject. If nobody cares, why not just let these teams be the last lowest eight ranked teams, whoever had the the lowest eight RPIs or whatever, let let them eliminate half of each other on day on Tuesday when nobody's watching. Let the other half get blown out on the round one in, in the in the round of sixty four on Thursday, and then we don't have to deal with them. I mean, if if that is, I mean, and honestly, then you actually get good basketball. Why not just do that then? Because I because I think if you're looking for good basketball, then that's why you have the first four out against the last four in. That's better basketball. For those games, but not for the sake of the entire tournament. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's better basketball on Tuesday. It's better. It's better basketball all the way through because you have a because you know that you're not you you know that you're watching teams who aren't just fighting to get fed to a number one seed. You have these are teams that are playing on Tuesday and Thursday who could but could feasibly win on Thursday and Friday. But they could only feasibly win because you gave them an easier matchup. Because they're not being fed to do. But I don't want. But get, they're not good enough to win. Get let them get beat. You know. See, that's why you need it, a poll question or something. Like, if you're not good enough to win, I want you out. Like, I'm not going to take the eight seed in the NBA playoffs and say, let them play the four seed because it's a better matchup. Let them play the one seed, get their tails whooped, and go home. I don't want to see them no more. Okay. Well, look, man. I can see him on Tuesday. Excuse me. I can see him on Thursday and Friday. Whatever you know. Like I don't want to have to watch the Duke game on Thursday. I want the Duke game on Thursday to be fifty points, <laughs> so I can spend my time watching the other game because it's like three or four games on at what, one time. That's why that you you see my setup. <laughs> that's why I got look screen. I have three TVs down here in the studio slash. In the studio slash basement. <laughs> All right. Got the TV with cable. Then I got the two TVs with the Roku sticks with the Ma- with the March Madness app. Mm-hmm. All right. Got the big screen. Got the not so big screen. Then I got the old school joint. That's usually that's see, and the kids are mad at me. They want March Madness to be over because they want their video game t- uh, TV <laughs> back. But no, that's the March Madness TV now. Mm-hmm. But 
games are you know so, the the size of the TV is determined by the good games. So look, if Duke is out here beating up on somebody by fifty, you getting put on a video game TV. The good game gets the big TV. You know, so bottom line is we need better games, and you need to watch your games here I at mean, my crib. I mean, really, if we want better I, games, I mean, are you not are you not sitting here in my basement doing a show right now, drinking my beer? I am. Are you enjoying that beer? I am. Is that beer cold? It was. Well, it was cold. <laughs> it was cold when I gave it to you, which was at this point about twenty five minutes. Hey man, it's five o'clock somewhere, y'all. Don't judge us. <laughs> Don't judge us. But nonetheless, make these games better, and you need to watch these games here at my crib. Next year, you're going to watch the games at my crib. I would say this. If we're really looking at making the games better, Mm -hmm. you know what the real answer is to making games better? Eliminate the first four altogether? Eliminate the first weekend altogether. Just go to 32 teams. Okay. I mean, if that's the rules, that's the rules. I mean, mean, seriously, if we want better games, Mm -hmm. let's get the best teams in. Okay. All right. That that would make the NIT slightly better, though. Do you watch any NIT games? For what? It's like watching JV playoffs. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's that other? T- what's that other tournament? You ever go to a JV, JV playoff game in high school? Do they have JV? Exactly. Games? That is my point. Exactly. If there's no such thing as a JV playoff game, what do I need the NIT for? <laughs> How much basketball do you think you'll watch this weekend? A lot. Most of the bad teams are gone. Mm, okay. That's which is what I want. Mm-hmm. Get them out so I can get to this weekend. All right. All right. Well, look, you seen my crappy bracket. So we'll we'll compare brackets <laughs> again next weekend. Mm-hmm. When oh well next week we'll have a final four. Exactly. Okay. That's what's up. Official final four show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next weekend, the final four show. All right, let's do it then. <sighs> Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Would have been better if North Carolina Central and Prairie View were in it. No, it would. <laughs> and you don't believe that either. I, I do. But, but look, if you're a graduate of North Carolina Central or Prairie View, just know that Brown was on the air on offense, defense, and discourse, riding for y'all. Might be the only time somebody on any sports show ever rides for Prairie View, A&M, and North Carolina Central. And the last. The first, the last, the only. Yeah, well, whatever, man. I'm an army of one. With that being said, it's been fun. We'll see it next week. Do the sale all over again. Mike Jones, John Brown with me. Offense, defense, discourse. We're out. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. The proceeding was a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. You need to be caught up on all that's going on in the sports world. Tune into the Best in the World Sports Report with all-knowing John Brown each and every Saturday morning starting at 8 a.m. here on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. 
Listen live online. FreeAsianRadio.com